0: What your country can do for you. There's last time, I tell to I believe, The of the little oh, you little mouse, so won't you go away? One ringy dingy. Hand off to Griffin, traction the middle, gets the five. Touchdown, Ohio State. Oh, Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. I'm interested to know, Gracie, who's your choice? Need you ask, George? Time now for Spinning My Dad's Vinyl. Here with all his skips, scratches, and pops is my dad, Frank Vaccarello. Thanks, sweetie. And thank you for tuning into to episode 26 of Spinning My Dad's Vinyl. While I am familiar with this band leader's music, I was not familiar with the main piece of music on this record. It's not really his style. So we'll hear the story of why Perez Prado wrote it, and we'll listen to all three movements in volume 26 of Voodoo sweet, but first, let's get started. can't get started written in 1938 by Vernon Duke okay why this album well like I said in the open I wasn't familiar with the voodoo suite and wondered if my dad had it just for the scantily clad woman barely visible in the bad lighting of the album cover photo shoot The second side has six all-time great jazz tunes. We just heard one, and we'll hear another to finish out the episode. But in between, we will hear this special composition, and we'll use the liner notes to explain it to you. It is generally agreed that necessity is the mother of invention, but at least on the basis of the music contained in this album, it seems very probable that the word necessity should be deleted and inspiration substituted in its place. For the Voodoo Suite, herein recorded, is easily one of the outstanding contemporary examples of spontaneous genius, the end product of a few hours of idea development fruition, which might be said to have almost miraculously resulted in the exciting music so immediately evident in this recording. It is a well-known fact that creative work undertaken on the spur of the moment often emerges not only with greater freshness, but with distinctly more flavor and import than something which may have been worked on over a period of weeks or months. In April 1954, while on one of his periodic recording trips to Hollywood, Herman Diaz Jr. of RCA Victor's artist and repertoire staff found himself rather routinely surveying prospective material with Perez Prado. During the conversation at which by one of those odd quirks of fate, RCA Victor's jazz director, Jack Lewis, was also present, and without attaching too much importance to it at the moment, Messrs. Diaz and Lewis suggested that, at least at some time in the future, Prado prepare an orchestral work that would depict the marriage of primitive rhythms to American jazz, a sort of tone poem in which the African, the mambo, and the basic aspects of jazz would be united in such a way as to show their true relationship. As soon as the idea was formulated, Prado expressed a wild and uncontained enthusiasm. So amidst really frantic preparations while Diaz and Lewis could corral the necessary musicians, Prado retired to write and arrange the music. Shorty Rogers was called in as a consultant, and 24 hours later, on April 8th, everyone was back in the studio. Prado had his manuscript, Diaz and Lewis had 22 musicians, and the recording commenced as though it had been planned for months. The Voodoo Suite is the result of that now-historic session. Prado's score, which called for four saxes, six trumpets, three trombones, French horn, bass, and seven drummers, required a great greater personnel than that included in his own band, with the result that several of the West Coast's leading jazz musicians were hastily recruited, including practically every available drummer in the area. The suite opens with soft, mysterious beatings on the tom-tom, depicting an African dawn. The throbbing becomes increasingly more frantic until it is joined by a series of softly chanting voices. The drums become more fiercely predominant, introducing a heated vocal exchange. The music recedes and starts to build slowly again with brass and percussion still predominant, spelling out the early African setting a fast jazz figure enters, featuring a walking bass after which the entire band pours in, preluding an extended sax solo. The part ends with a jazz figure punched out by screeching trumpet notes. Let's hear that first part now. there is the first of three movements of Voodoo Suite. Now let's introduce you to the selection for this episode. It's Perez Prado featuring Shorty Rogers, Voodoo Suite plus six all-time greats. It's on the RCA Victor label, LPM 1101. It's a vinyl LP album mono reissue, It was released in 1955, its genre is Latin jazz, its style is Latin jazz, Afro-Cuban jazz, and cha-cha mambo. Usually, this is about the time I talk about the Discogs value. There was no, there was no value listed on Discogs, even though there was 18 copies listed. eBay had a copy for 1995. Amazon had a couple of copies valued at 1696 to 1835. Now, my dad's album is in poor condition. The cover is torn at the seams. Not. Bad enough for his black electrical tape, though. The record could be in better shape to hear some of the low-volume passages better. But overall, in fair condition. But that combination, I will value my dad's record at 50 cents. Okay, let's learn about the second movement. The following section is introduced by a frantic rhythm in which seemingly all the percussion participates, Another sax solo is introduced, floating high above the background, the band drives into a mambo beat, and the sax returns, binding the basic rhythms of jazz and mambo into an obvious totality. Time now to learn about the bandleader on this episode, Perez Prado. Tomaso Perez Prado was born December 11, 1916, and died September 14, 1989. He was a Cuban bandleader, pianist, composer, and arranger who popularized the mambo in the 1950s. His big band adaptation of the Danzan Mambo proved to be a worldwide success with hits such as Mambo Number no. 5, earning him the nickname King of the Mambo. In 1955, Prado and his orchestra topped the charts of the U.S. and U.K. with a mambo cover of Luigi's, Cherry Pink, and Apple Blossom White. He frequently made brief appearances in films, and his music was featured in films such as La Dolce Vita. Prado began his career as pianist and arranger for an internationally successful dance band, Music Ensemble, from his hometown. He later established his own group and made several recordings in Havana in 1946, including trompatiana, a self-penned mambo, and one of the first examples arranged for big band. He then moved to Mexico, where where he developed this particular genre in multiple forms, including bolero mambo, garacho mambo, and two forms of instrumental mambo. The success of his 1949 recordings landed him a contract with RCA Victor in the U.S., which led to a prolific career in the 1950s. His number one hit, Cherry Pink, was followed by other charting singles, such as a cover of Gualion and his own Patricia, both released in 1958. In the 1960s, Perez's popularity waned with the advent of other Latin dance rhythms, such as Pachanga and later Boogaloo. Despite several innovative albums and a new form of mambo he called dengue, Perez Prado moved back to Mexico in the 1970s, where he became a naturalized citizen in 1980. He died there in 1989. All right, let's learn about this final movement. The last movement also commences with percussion, leading to a wild jazz interchange between reeds and brass. An almost jungle-like atmosphere is introduced by a growl trumpet setting forth the absolute dependence of jazz on its African patterns. Changes of rhythm occur at frequent intervals, finally leading to the mysterious African chanting and to the opening phrases of the first section. The suite ends on a short flash of the drum, again underlying the reliance of the whole on its percussionist rhythmic bass. And now the final movement we There you have the entire Voodoo Suite written in just 24 hours by Perez Prado. That was certainly an interesting episode. I really gained more of an appreciation for a band leader I only knew through basically one song and an appreciation that my dad even had something like this in his collection. And for this episode's quick interesting side note, I mentioned in his bio that Perez Prado wrote Mambo Number 5 because he was running out of song titles and he did a series of mambos he just named 1 through 8. Well, Number 5 was turned into a hit tune in 1999 by Lou Bega. So now you know where that version came from. Now, let's finish with a melody you're familiar with, but with that Prado Mambo beat. In the Mood, composed in 1938 by saxophonist Joe Garland. Yes, the song made famous by the Glenn Miller Orchestra. Thanks for tuning into Volume 26, Voodoo Suite, However You Did. If you want more information on this podcast, please head over to spinningmydadsvinyl.com. I'll be back next week with all my skips, scratches, and pops with Volume 27, Buckeyes, Brass, and Independence. Until then, go with the flow, my friends.